Jingle bells, jingle bells. You did Danielle's not. Suggesting. <laughs> I just figured I'd I start hate it. You so much. <laughs> Don't get sisters, you guys. They're dicks. <laughs> is do red. Are you good now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to <laughs> another episode of Midwest Madness, the last episode of 2022. That is fucking crazy <laughs> um your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast i'm emily and i'm danielle and i was i i feel personally attacked by that decision that you just made and you look far too pleased about it for my own liking so well someone's gotta eat dinner so yeah well get this going so i can yeah 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 eat yeah some food yeah 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 um okay so we We'll be taking a holiday break. Yes. Because um, the next time we would have to record would be Christmas Day. And that is not happening. Yeah. So and we will be back in January. Yeah. We'll have to figure out when we're going to record because you're leaving for New Year's. Yes. Like I do every year. So I don't know if it'll be one week off or two weeks off. Yeah. I would assume probably two. Okay. Um, Just because like I, I'm not going to be writing an episode and trying to do everything else i have to do right so the the holidays are a little kooky crazy time yeah for everybody and the week between like christmas and new year's is like no i mean i'm not gonna work even i mean i am <laughs> but well and dad wants dad wants to paint the entire kitchen. oh yeah he wants to paint the kitchen and so I'm there's like, just like just right. no time so right for sure, one more than likely two weeks. We, we will, will keep you posted. Not have an episode. Yeah. Um, I can always, uh, maybe I'll put a little solo of me just talking about. No, I'm kidding. Oh my <laughs> god, you could read a <laughs> little sto- a Christmas story. A Christmas story. That, I actually life. really wanted to do that last year, and then I just never did. But how cute would that be to read like but the we would, Grinch like, or something it after Christmas? So that who cares? Cool. It'd still be Is cute. There a New Year's story I could read. We could find one probably. Um. <laughs> So, well, no, because I'd be jealous because I want to do it, too. I hope you guys are okay so. with that, that we're going to just take some time to be with the fam, um, and then we'll be back in the new year. Because clearly, we don't spend enough time together, you and I. That's true. <laughs> You're right. All right. <laughs> so, I have owed you a long one. You have a long one? And bitch, I got a long one. Oh, so sorry you're gonna be hungry for a little bit longer. <laughs> talk, talk fast. <laughs> Just kidding. You should have um, got a snack. You should have grabbed a snack. Do you want to pause and go grab a snack? No, I'm okay. Okay. All right, folks. I can't you, eat before I try my drink. You heard me give her an out. So all right, so I'm just gonna like get cracking here. Um so I'm starting my story with Nadine Moses. Um on April fourth, twenty twenty one, eighty four year old Nadine Moses Left her home in Kasako, I think is how you say it. Kasako? Something like that. I don't know. Township in Michigan early in the morning. It's believed that she was awake at 2 a.m. Um, rather than her normal 6 a.m. And she, like, went through her whole morning routine. So she, like, got up. She, like, made her bed. She showered. She made breakfast. And then got in her car and left. So she left her home um, in a 2011 dark blue Ford Edge. The vehicle had some damage to the front right fender and a adorably Minnie Mouse antenna topper, which is like the cutest. And 
you might get one from me. <laughs> Do not give me. I don't even have an antenna. You don't. Damn no. It. So. I was just going to like get you one and put it on your nope. <laughs> <New> antenna. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Well, there goes that plan. Um, Nadine had a full tank of gas and around $50 in cash at the time of her disappearance and, um, had not used her debit or credit card, um, at the time she was reported missing. Um, which was like, it was like later that day. It was not very long. I think she was supposed to meet up with her daughter or something and she just like never showed. And so her daughter went to go see what was going on and she just wasn't to be found so the plan was for her to just like go to work like a normal day well she was 84 so sorry um it was said that she was like really popular around town that she was like um very giving and she would volunteer at the church and she would my question is there's no reason for her to be up at 2 a.m no no the she um was kind of struggling with some dementia so, um, her family is not entirely sure if that had anything to do with it. Like she just woke up at the wrong time and just got confused right, or right. Right. what exactly happened. Okay. Um, so her son said that it appeared that she was wearing a gray fleece zip up at the time of her disappearance. Um, Nadine was around five foot one and weighed around 130 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She had white hair and blue eyes. The family said that they have been unable to make contact with Nadine and had been having memory problems, as I said. On May 8th, police police used cell phone pings and a drone to check the area that her phone had last pinged in, and the last ping from the phone came at 5.15 a.m. Both the Bell River and St. Clair River were searched, but police did not find anything. Okay. Next. We have John Zerkowski. I know this seems really random, and how I'm doing this is no, absolutely intentional. I understand intentional. it. Yeah. It's okay. Fine. So, um, John was a 72 year old man from Plattsmouth, Nebraska, who went missing on September 4th, 2021. The last time he had been seen was September 23rd, around 4:30 p.m. When he left his home on September 4th, he may have left early in the morning again. Um, And he also possibly left without shoes, pants, phone, or wallet. Because all of those things were, like, found still at the house. Like, his shoes were found there that he wore every day. The the, um, wallet, the phone, that kind of stuff was all there. So, really, the only um, similarity, possibly, we have right now is leaving in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Um, he also was having possibly some mental health issues. Um, it was, it was said, let's see, I don't know if I, I, I don't want to go too into it right now cause, uh, I'll past circle it. back. Yep. Um, John is described as a white male, six foot two, 230 pounds with gray hair and blue eyes. The car he is said to have been driving at the time of his disappearance was a white 2018 Chevy Tahoe. Next on our list is Ethan Kazmarak. Ethan was last seen at several bars, um, Pit Row, Red Moose, and Ducks near Hampton, Iowa on September 15th, 2013. He then okay, went to... not even the time, like, these... I'll be very curious to see where this goes. 
I'm I've actually been really super excited about this so one. For Israel a while. Keys or something? No, he was definitely caught way before that. Okay. Um, Moving on. Yeah, he was not around after yeah, no. 2020. <laughs> um, so 2013, he went to a party at a gravel pit, um, and like the, it was like a gravel pit pond area. Like there was. Yep. Just you don't need to explain party it to me. I location. Understand. Um, he was 22 at the time of his disappearance and was five foot five and 180 pounds with dark blonde hair, blue eyes, and a beard. Uh, Ethan also has a Grateful Dead tattoo on his upper left arm and wears glasses. Ethan has not used his ATM card since September 14th and his phone hasn't been used since around 1230 a.m. on the 15th. Um, okay. There was a $100,000 reward offered that was set to expire um, in the new year, so in 2015 at that point. So, can't connect those to the other <laughs> ones. Next. Okay. Karina McLernan. Karina was 18 when she was reported missing on October 13th, 2016. She was last seen on the 11th. Karina was from Kokomo, Indiana. Witnesses Down said Coco, that... Bimini. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, but it's spelled K-O-K-O-M-O. I would love to be from Kokomo. <laughs> um, so witnesses said that Karina was last seen with a man named Flint Farmer, which is quite the name. Um, witnesses said that Flint was seen buying food and drugs when Karina was last seen with him. Um, Karina had been accused of stealing $600 or drugs from Flint's safe. And when police went and talked with Flint, he said that he had been with Karina, but she'd never been inside his apartment. Other witnesses said that they had seen a body covered up in Flint's apartment. So. Okay. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Sandra Eckert went missing on March 26th, 2021 from her home in Franklin, Wisconsin, after a fight with her husband, Wes. This name was really familiar to me. What is it again? Sandra Eckert. Mm -hmm. I I was like, I know this name. Um, she was last seen around eleven thirty PM. At the time of her disappearance, Sandra was seventy years old. Her car, a gray two thousand five Dodge Stratus sedan, has also been missing since it was last seen at three AM on March twenty seventh by the Musk Muskego Musco M-U-S-K-E-G-O. And I want to say musky-go because that, like, the fish, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's right. Um, But it was seen by the police. At 3 a.m.? Uh-huh. On so the 27th. Another nightmare. So, um, the police had no reason to pull the car over at that time because Sandra had not been reported missing yet. Do they know if it was a male or a woman driving? No. They, they don't know anything because they weren't really paying that much attention. You know, they were like, oh, I think I saw that car, probably checked the dash cam. I was like, yeah, I did. But, like, what's suspicious about a car driving around at 3 a.m.? Like, it happens. You know, it's it's rare, but it happens. Who's driving at 3 a.m.? Let me tell you. <laughs> Definitely not Emily. No. Emily's been asleep for seven hours. <laughs> That's fair. Um, foul play has been assumed in her disappearance and unfortunately her children suspect their father. Oh. And here's a fun little one. Randy Leach. Randy? Uh-huh. 
So just a super quick refresher of Randy Leach, who we have talked about several times. Please correct me if I get anything wrong. Randy was a high school senior who went missing after a pre-graduation party on April 16th, 1988 in Linwood, Kansas. His night had consisted of going to fix up his prized car, getting some treats from a gas station, and then he went to the party in his mom's gray 1985 Dodge sedan. After the party, neither Randy nor his mom's car were ever seen again. Are these all people who, like, drove off roads into rivers or something? All right, so. Did I get that right? No, I know you're thinking, Danielle, this can't be everything. And you'd be right. I wanted to talk about this group called Adventures with Purpose. So, Adventures with Purpose is one of several groups um, in the United States that are volunteers who go around the country that and they help close cold cases. Okay. So, I'll be calling them AWP for the rest of this. Um, AWP focus on people that have gone missing with their cars near bodies of water. And they use sonar uh, and people diving to find the cars. So, so I inspired you with my <laughs> story a couple weeks ago. Actually, to be completely honest, I was on Facebook and you know how you can get like sucked down that like rabbit hole of like random videos. Yeah. So I was swiping through those and one was a vice video and it was an interview with these guys. Oh, okay. And I went, oh damn, that's really cool. Um, And so I was like, okay, well I need to see if they have like any in the Midwest and these were just the ones that I could find um, for sure that were in the Midwest. So um, in September of 2021, AWP went to Marine City, Michigan to the area that Nadine Moses's phone last pinged. After about 20 minutes on the water, less than 30 feet from the shore, AWP found a car at the bottom of the river. You're kidding. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Um, the car was upside down, and the team puts a magnet with a buoy on the other end to, like, make sure, A, that it's a car, because other things will not be metallic. Like, boats are not metallic um, for the most part. Like, obviously, if it's a metal canoe, different story. But, um, so they mark where the car is. Then one of the team members gets into their gear and heads down to the car where... Um, in this case, they identify the car as a Ford. It is, as I said, upside down. And then they attach a line to the car so that um, they can pull it out. I'm going to tell you really quick. Yeah. The thought of diving underneath water to a car. Fills you with so much anxiety that you just want to die. It makes my chest so tight that I can almost not even breathe. Yeah. Yeah. This would not be my thing. I have a fear of deep water this is an actual phobia just yeah. for people who don't know yeah i've seen even it in watching action. videos of like water cannot do it yeah i've seen so. it in action we went to hawaii and girl wanted to snorkel and girl could not snorkel sure did want to snorkel put my face in the water came eye to eye with a fish and immediately <laughs> got back on the boat i didn't know about the fish and the rest of the family snorkeled uh and then i dove down to the bottom to chase his turtle yeah so because okay. yeah that is a little sidebar, but more of the story is the thought of having to do that makes me literally want to just crawl out of my skin. Um, and then there's me who's like, damn, my asthma. I would love to get certified as a scuba diver. No. It would scare the shit out of me, but I would do it. I, my friend Brittany did. Did she? Oh, I need to talk to Britt. Okay, so. Um, Shout out, Britt. 
<laughs> so the diver clears the car. So basically they go around the car um, to see if the windows are up or down because that can indicate um, whether or not it's an accident or if it's done intentionally. So if the car is intentionally oh. dumped, if it's a stolen car or it's saying. insurance fraud, the windows will usually be down because sink it'll faster? make the car sink faster. Yeah. Okay. If the windows are up, that usually indicates that it was either um, foul play or uh, an accident. So let's see. Uh, the diver checks to see if there are any human remains and they believe that he feels a human skull in the driver's seat. They do not enter the car the second they find the car and they can confirm if there's remains inside, they surface and call the police because it then becomes an active crime scene. I need to take a picture of Emily's face right now. I'm sorry. Like he just blindly reaches in yeah. the car. Uh-huh. Yep. That's a head. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, good on these them, people but are doing like God's work, but like, oh my, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. I'll tell uh, you. I am so sorry. <laughs> I didn't think this would be that bad for you. Um. Okay. So the driver. Um. Also, when when they dive down, they did I say driver? Diver. Okay. Good. Um. They will try and get the license plate off of the car mm-hmm. to identify if it's the vehicle they're looking for, because as you know. Sometimes we, you know, we live in Minnesota. We know that lakes are sometimes not the clearest places to be. Nope. Rivers are even worse because of the moving water, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes they literally can't see feet in front of their face, which is even more horrifying. Oh my god! <laughs> and they might need to plug her ears. <laughs> so um, <laughs> he attempts to pry the um, license plate off of of the car that they have found. Um, and when he can't, he gives as much of the plate as he can see, and the team topside confirms that it is Nadine's car. They then call the police, or they call the family first, and then they call the police and offer to help the, pull the car from the water. Police pull the car from the water, and the family gets some answers, um, you know, as to where Nadine went. So not necessarily the answer they wanted, but answers nonetheless. So, um, in September of 2021, AWP goes to Nebraska to find John Zarkowski. He, like I said, he left his house at 4.30 a.m. and is spotted on the neighbor's ring camera leaving. Um, the team does some research and looks for some bodies of water that might be where he could be found. And they really have it down to, like, a science at this point. It's usually the bodies that they have found have been within um, five miles of where the person was last seen. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. When the team went to Nebraska, they were only a couple of weeks behind John. It was like he had disappeared on like the 4th or something. I don't remember. I could go up and look, but then I'd lose my spot. Um, and they were there like end of September um so the family was worried that John had gotten confused due to some medications that he was on from a surgery he was a Vietnam veteran and very meticulous so him leaving without his pants shoes wallet and phone was very concerning it was also a concern um for him personally he was afraid of becoming a burden to his family 
So um, the family was also worried that he may have driven into the water on purpose. That makes my heart hurt. I know. Isn't that so just so sad? Yeah. Like just such a proud man, you know, to just not want to become a problem for his family, which a loved one never is, you know. So the team does the same pattern. They um, go back and forth with what's called a live scope. So they have that in the water and it shoots out like either direction away from the boat. And then they have sonar and those both run at the same time. And they just do kind of like a, a back and forth pattern. Um, and then they find the car, they dive on it, clear it, attempt to identify it. Um, AWP finds a car that they clear as not being John's. So they like mark it for whoever wants to, you know, pull it out later. Mm-hmm. Um, and after searching for 12 hours and visiting several locations, AWP finds another car. Once again, it is upside down in the water. This time it is John's car. They have a really hard time attaching the line, attaching a line to the car to, um, tow it out because of the strong current in the Missouri river. Um, but eventually they're able to get three lines on the car and are able to pull John's truck out of the water. In December of 2020, AWP went to Hampton, Iowa. Um, this was actually their second time going to Iowa. Um, they for have, the same person? Yes. They're okay. looking for Ethan. Yeah. Um, they had been there in September to look, but um, a viewer had messaged them and told AWP that the location AWP believed the party was at isn't actually where the party was that Ethan had been last seen at. So that completely changed their search location, which is why they were like, okay, we got to go back because we were looking in the exact wrong spot, right? Yep. Sorry, I was not speaking in a mic. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, so after jumping through some hoops to make sure that they can dive um, the water they think the car is in, they're able to do that. They search it. This time they find Ethan's car. It only takes them 40 minutes from the time they spot the car on their sonar to dive and confirm that it is Ethan's car. Um, Ethan's car is found on its tires, so the right way up. And um, AWP dive on it, confirm it's his car, and that his remains are found inside the car. Um, in October of 2020, AWP went to Kokomo, Indiana to look for Karina. It had been four years since she had gone missing when the AWP went to Kokomo. The family had heard several different rumors about what had happened to Karina, and they, um, on the uh, YouTube video, very, very clearly think the police have not done enough. Um, they're very upset with the police department, and it, not to, like, disparage the... Sorry, that's if you I'm hear that. Seriously, this guy needs to chill. Emily's boy wants to be in the room real bad. Should I just let him in? I mean, you might as well. Okay, you keep talking. Yeah. Um. So, it's very obvious how they feel about the police. Um. So just be aware of that if that's something that'll bother you. Um. The okay. So the family was told in 2020. That police had. <laughs> Sorry. 
What an idiot. I love him so much. Um, okay, so the family was told in 2020 that police had found some blood in a car and then told the family to start looking for Karina's remains. But the police did not say if the blood was a match to Karina's. They were just like, oh, you we found some blood. Yeah, we found some blood. Assume she's dead, basically. Cool. Um, her family. Cool, uh, let's see. Her family was told that she may have been kidnapped. Um, other rumors were that she'd been beheaded, raped, shot up, and then left in a body of water. Um, the police told the family that if they that they knew, the police knew who killed Karina, um, but didn't have the evidence to arrest him. Um, there was a jailhouse confession from a girl who said that she knew that Karina was in a swamp, but the police department did not do anything with that information other than go to the swamp and put eyes on it. So like, right now they don't really even have confirmation she's dead. They're just telling the family all this shit. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. It's, that's the choice. It's pretty rough. It was, it was hard to listen to, to be completely honest. And I had to listen to it twice because I took right. better notes the second time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, AWP did not find Karina, unfortunately, but her remains were found in the woods in Miami County, Indiana, in July of 2022. Flint Farmer has been arrested and charged with her murder, but I could not find if he'd been sentenced or how he had pled. So, just that... Well, I'm glad she was found. Yeah, just that she'd been found in the woods and, um, you know, he was sentenced. So I'm assuming that's who they thought it was the whole time. They just didn't have the evidence to arrest him. Right. You know. Yeah. That terrible no body, no crime situation. Which. It's hard. Yeah. And sucks. Sucks. It's it's understandable in some. Not. I mean, I don't know. Um, Like, I get. I think I get what you're saying. Like, (laughs) you can't just arrest people willy nilly. Right. Right. Like, you need to have proof of it. But also, like. It's sometimes not finding the body is the only thing that's keeping right. you from having that proof. So yeah. it's just like a catch-22. Yeah, it is. You know? So, um, let's see. In March of 2022, AWP goes to Wisconsin to find Sandra Eckert. Um, AWP goes to Lake Danoon first in the morning. They don't find Sandra or her car in the lake. They head to a second location and determine that it's too shallow there for her car. They search another lake, but again, don't find Sandra. AWP very boldly goes and talks to her husband, Wes. Oh, the one. Yeah, the one that the kids think is responsible. Mm -hmm. Um, Who is the last person that saw Sandra alive. And honestly, he isn't much help. This is going to be controversial and people might not like this, but he seems like a dick. Like, when they're talking to him, he's, like, very unapologetic, and he's, like, honestly, I don't really care if I ever see her again. He literally pretty much says that verbatim. Okay. That's... Like, to the point where he's, like, well, I don't really know. I don't really care if I ever see her again, but the kids and the grandkids miss her, is basically what he says. Almost verbatim. So, he seems kind of like a dickhead. Interesting choice of words. Especially when you're the prime suspect in a murder right. and a disappearance. Right. Like, that's bold, sir. Um, He implies that she may have run into some trouble because she had a bunch of cash on her. Wes also told AWP that her last words to him were, quote, you'll be hearing from my lawyer, end quote, and he never did. 
Uh, as I said, Wes did not have very nice things to say about Sandra. And when they try to talk to her oldest daughter, Danielle, she is not feeling well. But her other daughter, Kelsey, calls them and talks to AWP to try and help them narrow down their search locations. Unfortunately, at this time, Sandra still has not been found. Bummer. Um, in December 2020, AWP went to Linwood, Kansas and talked to Randy's parents, Alberta and Harold Leach. So as of 2020, December, they were his parents were both still alive. Okay. Um, the group actually goes and stays at the bed and breakfast that Alberta and Harold run. Oh. I know. And she, oh my God, um, this woman is just the sweetest little grandma you would ever see in your whole life. She seems so sweet. Um, during the episode... Alberta recounts what happened on the morning after the party when Randy went missing. The pain is still very clear and real as Alberta nearly cries more than once while she talks to one of the members of AWP about Randy. Harold still has all of the photos that he took when he went up to the cave where people think Randy may have been sacrificed um, that you talked about in the episode. And... um. Alberta thinks that Randy is in the water specifically because the car has never been found. Yeah. She also mentioned in the episode that she had a dream about it where Randy like came to her and was like, I'm in the water, basically. Um, AWP goes to three different locations, uh, one near a golf course where it has been rumored that a car was seen in the river. Um, from Google Earth, Stranger Creek, and a pond near the location of the party. Um, they started at the Kansas River, where if Randy missed his turn to go home, he could have made a turn a little further down the road and accidentally driven into the river. The team then goes to the golf course and searches for the car that they'd been told had been seen on Google Earth when the river was low. The bridge on Stranger Creek that investigators say Randy could have driven off of or missed um, which is no longer there, but they searched the location. Um, as you know, AWP does not find Randy because I think if that were the case, you and I would absolutely freak out about yeah. it. Randy's is one I really want solved. Me too. And it seems like the right people are, are involved and are hopefully looking, you know? Yeah. I have a hard time with that. This one. Like, I feel like the water theory is a very good theory, but I also feel like so many people have looked. Right. And, so, and there's only so many places he yeah. could have driven and in. And it's just like, how have they not... Like, if he's there, if he's in the water somewhere, how have they not found him at this point? Yeah, that's but a, a good point. I don't know. That's just my... Well, and it's just so heartbreaking because, like... The family still, as of December 2020, we're still around. You know, they they still miss him very much. And if he's just, like, out there, which that doesn't feel like the case either. Yeah, I don't think that's the case at all. Because it, it just doesn't feel like something he would do. But I also, right? like, I also don't have, like... You've got nothing else. No, Like, we, right? we just are Literally. at a complete loss. And I think that's where everybody is. Um, And from doing research on, like, watching the AWPs, cars really don't travel that far. They yeah. can travel, like... I think the furthest they said they found something is like 20 feet from where it could have gone in or where they assume it goes in. Um, and then they kind of sit there and they just kind of sink slowly into the ground. Um, so could it be under the riverbed? 
I would be surprised because they've found cars from like the 60s okay. that are still on top of the the lake bed or the riverbed. Okay. So I'm not saying it's completely impossible, but I would be shocked because of the amount of water that that would take. It's not like it's the Mississippi, right. you know, it, a lot of the locations that they searched, they were like, yep, in droughts, this is really shallow. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I do also. So I was telling one of my coworkers, Lexi, who listens. Hi, Lexi. Um, about this episode because I was really excited about it and our co-worker said you should look up this issue issue yeah so um the founder of AWP Jared Lessig um is in some real hot water right now he's in some legal trouble he has been accused of abusing a female relative when she was only nine or ten in 1992 shit Jared was in his late teens at the time um in one article it said he was 19 um, as of November 11th, 2022, he has been charged, um, for two counts of child rape. Yikes. So his group is doing really, really wonderful things, but he's a piece of shit. Yeah. What? And, and honestly, I'm watching this, I'm watching this man speak to the victims. It's, it's that's sickening gross. because it, now that I know that, and now that that's come to light, the way he treats the families is so, like, compassionate. And so, like, we always call the families first if we find anything because it's their right to know first. And then we call the police and then we want to be there for the police and we'll help them get the car up because we are the experts in this blah, 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 blah. And they don't charge a dime. They don't charge anybody to do this work. Like, they're doing it from donations, from viewers and other places. But to just find out that this guy... <laughs> did this and it, it's just so frustrating because it's like you really just don't know who's a good person because this guy seems like such a great person and then to find out he's been accused and charged with two counts of child rape is just disheartening and disgusting and a couple of members of AWP have left um, they've resigned uh, the main guy that he works with Doug is still around as far as I can tell. Um, I, I haven't really looked into if Jared is still really active in some of the more recent episodes. You don't see a lot of him, but I don't know if that's because. So some of these episodes came out in like November, but they were from like September, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So they're a couple months behind. So I don't know if it's because they now have two teams that are working and he's like managing the two teams and doing a little bit more behind the scenes work or if it's because this was all coming to light. I'm gonna, I would hope it was because this is all coming to light and they were like, bye. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping too. So um, they are not the only group that's doing work like this. I um, didn't write down the names of the other ones, but there's a couple people in Australia that do the same thing. There's another guy that's kind of worked with these guys a couple of times and he's doing the same thing, but more like on land stuff, which is really cool. Um, so if you're into this, look into it. I have been watching their YouTube channel. Um, what, what the group does despite what the founder is like is really incredible work. Yeah. So, 
I was gonna get <laughs> gonna donate some money, and then I found out, and I was like, I don't know where this money's gonna go. Right. If it's gonna go to defend this man, I'm not interested. So I have held off on that. Um, maybe if they make a statement, statement about what they're planning on doing with him, if he stepped away from the company, whatever, then maybe I'll reconsider. Otherwise, I will find somewhere else to donate some money to. Yeah. Um, but I just think this was really important to talk about yeah, because they're yeah they're really um i think they've solved like 20 some cases now wow. cold cases i think that's what it was um i again i didn't write it down but i just i also wanted to be very transparent about the fact that jared lessick is yeah because i didn't want anyone to think that i was glossing over that right right no yeah it's important to talk about so um i have a lot of sources as you can imagine uh, the first one is thetimesherald.com, um, mlive.com, 3newsnow.com, iowacoldcases.org, fox32chicago.com, uh, wthr.com, fox59.com, slubmagazine.com, and Adventures with Purpose YouTube channel. Awesome. Um, our socials are MW Madness Podcast on Instagram. And that's our Gmail as well. And Midwest Madness Podcast, the group on Facebook. Um, again, just a reminder, we will be taking some time off for the holidays. Um, and we hope you guys have a great couple of weeks. If you celebrate, if you don't, whatever you celebrate, just take the time to be with loved ones or recoup yourself. Or, right. You know. Just take the time to recharge and and enjoy. Yeah. So you know, yeah. Um, we celebrate Christmas, so I'm gonna say Merry Christmas, yes. everyone, and Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. I'll, I'll cover the holidays part. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys in the new year. Bye.